0: Do you feel stuck in your life right now? Maybe it's in a job you hate or in a relationship that's maybe gone stale, not giving you much. Or maybe you want to start a project like writing a book or maybe even something like this, starting a podcast, but you just feel blocked and you can't make the leap. I can relate to these things and today's episode is all about the common denominator between every one of these scenarios. Fear. I want to talk about fear, the hold it has over us, why it blocks us in so many different ways and doing what we're really supposed to be doing and the tactics I'm currently using to try and overcome fear myself because, listen, I've not got it sussed. It is like an ongoing process trying to deal with fear in different areas of my life. And I think this podcast is going to be helpful as well because that whole feel the fear and do it anyway quote, that really doesn't help us on a practical level. It's a bit too simplified. Ever since I started this podcast earlier this year, my own fear levels have been ramped right up big time. And it's only been in the last few weeks that I've really began to realise what's been going on and what's been at the root cause of it all. I've been making all sorts of excuses to stop doing what I really should be doing, making all sorts of excuses to not take any bold steps, and when in reality it was just fear pulling the strings behind the scenes, to reduce the risk of me being criticised, of me being judged, and to protect myself from feeling inadequate. If I'm being honest with myself, that's exactly what it's all been about. I'll explain a bit more about that soon, but this particular episode is about how we can overcome the fear in our lives that hold us back. And again, while I've not got this totally sussed, there are a few specific practical steps I've been taking recently since all of this stuff has been coming up in recent weeks. I'm going to share the three key tactics right now that I'm using to get rid of limiting beliefs, get out of my busy mind and to basically go after what I should be going after. So number one, remind yourself of the scariest thing that you've already overcome in your life. And then number two, think about the death bed scenario. And then the third tactic is to really challenge yourself physically on a regular basis, because that's then going to bring some mental toughness into your life. I'll be explaining more on those three things soon, but first, let me tell you what's been happening lately and what has even inspired this podcast episode in the first place. Because I suppose that every step in the way of me creating this podcast, fear has been blocking the way to any serious progress. So while we've got a podcast right now, it didn't actually start this way. I started with a blog, just a simple basic blog that was out there on the web. And what I convinced myself was that my mind was telling me, writing is your biggest strength. I'm a professional journalist. I've been a writer for over 20 years. So my mind was telling me, don't do a podcast, play to your strengths, just do the writing part. And in reality, it wasn't about playing to my strengths. Fear was kicking in here when I look back on it. My mind was telling me things like, you're not a confident speaker. I'll sound terrible. I'll make a fool of myself on a podcast. They might not even understand your weird Scottish accent. But when you really think about it, if you're wanting to have any kind of impact, you want to think about it on a logical level. There are apparently 700 million blogs out there. 700 million. I mean, what's the chances of my blog even being found? I'd be lucky if I got 10 readers. But then on the flip side, there are only 300,000 active podcasts. So it makes total sense if you've got good, positive messages that you need to get out there into the world. Then it's better going to uh, a platform where there's much less competition and much more chance of your voice and your messages being heard. So I eventually got over myself, kickstarted the podcast maybe five or six months ago. Once again, fear began kicking in. What I convinced myself in the beginning was my mind was telling me, you should mainly do guest interviews. Get experts on the podcast and interview them. Play to your strengths. You're a journalist. But in reality, here was what actually was happening. I was steering towards just doing guest interviews because... I was so scared of doing solo episodes, so worried about putting myself out there, worried about my perspectives, my opinions being judged by other people saying, what does he know? He's not an expert. Why should I listen to him? So for me, I was shying away from that. The podcast was focusing more basically just solely on other people and I wasn't saying much about my own life experiences and I've, I've, I'm have I've, 41 years old now. I've been through quite a lot over the past 10 years or so. I do have value to share and I was blocking myself. I do have value to share. I believe that we all have these unique individual journeys where we've learned a lot in our lives and the most valuable thing that we can do is share that positive information, all the good stuff we've learned with other people so that we're all lifting each other up and having a much better experience in this tough gig called life. Now, what happens commonly with podcasts is that a lot of them pivot. They go in a different direction. They change name. They, they cover different topics. This is really, really common. I'm part of a podcaster forum now, and a lot of people talk about how they've changed things up and gone in a different direction. And recently, I kind of feel like I've been getting a few nudges from the universe to be a bit more authentic with my podcast, share some of my voice and talk about some of my own life experiences. And the big, big theme for me was gut health issues. Over 10 years ago now, I was diagnosed with IBS. Things got a lot worse and I was later diagnosed with severe ulcerative colitis. That was the main reason I got on this alternative health path in the first place. And after a long, long road, making millions of mistakes, spending thousands of pounds, I finally found out the right ways to heal my gut naturally. And I've been medication free for five years now. So obviously I've got quite a bit of life experience to share. And I know that some of that information could help other people but yet my fear is taken over. It's not letting me get that information out there. I'm completely blocking myself. But over the past few months, a few weird things have been happening. I kinda feel like I've been getting nudges from the universe to to focus more on the gut healing stuff, really nail down that and and, and share what I've learned and, and speak to other people who have been in a, a similar position to what I was. It began with me bumping into an old friend. I hadn't seen him for about 18 months and he was telling me about how his fiance was at home in bed. She'd been in bed all weekend with Crohn's disease. I had no idea she had Crohn's. Didn't know she had gut issues at all. And when he was telling me about all the pain she was going through and how she was really struggling, she's a mother and she's not been able to look after her, her baby as much as she wanted to. It, it just really, really hit me in the gut. It just kind of pulled at me in a real emotional level and it really got me thinking this is this is such a shame. There are so many natural methods out there that if she knew about it, maybe it could help her live a a better life. And then maybe about a week later, I got an email from a woman who had bought my gut healing book. My my book's called More Than a Gut Feeling and it's all about natural ways to, to heal the gut and get the digestive system working again. So she sent me this email, she was asking all sorts of questions, and to me these questions were were basic. It was like, to me it was basic nutritional stuff, what seemed like common sense answers, but then it made me realise that a lot of the general public out there, they don't have these answers. This is often the first time they've been put in this position where they've been diagnosed with this disease, and mainstream medicine Doesn't like hand you a pamphlet to figure out what's really going on. All we get is medications and they're basically just to manage the symptoms. And that is no life. That is no life for anyone. So long story short, I made my mind up that I need to go in a different direction and change this podcast from just alternative health and and natural healing overall to really focusing on gut healing. But fear reared its ugly head again. My mind started getting in the way. And it was saying things like, there's probably a lot of other gut healing podcasts out there. It's probably run by doctors and health experts and all of these people that are held in high regard. And then it's also going to take a lot of time to rebrand. You've put a lot of effort into this podcast. Then I was saying things like, you're going to be busier on social media, that's going to take up too much time. So it was getting to the point where I was convincing myself not to do it. But then the reality check kicked in again. The real reasons I wasn't making the leap and doing what I really should be doing based on my own life experience was that number one, I had fear about making it work. Number two, I had fear about. Putting myself out there, that more exposure basically equals more chance of you being criticized, you being judged and then you feeling shitty and questioning yourself and all these limiting self-beliefs all cropping up again. And this whole thing with social media and it will take up too much of my time and I, I won't be able to keep up with all the social media work. That was complete bullshit because I'm an absolute workhorse. I get up before 5 a.m. every morning. I do a ridiculous amount of work. I could easily find time to do it. So once again, fear got in the way. Fear blocked me from doing what I really should be doing. So where are we now? Well, I've made the decision. This is going to be the last ever episode of Self-Optimized. The podcast is changing, it's going to be niching down, focusing more on gut healing and sharing more about my life story and other people in a similar position to me who have overcome these gut issues naturally. I just feel like that's the best way to go and it's what I really should be doing. But how did I get to this point? How did I overcome the fear and decide to just go and make that leap? Okay, so number one, That number one tactic was to remind yourself of the scariest thing you've already overcome, to really put things into perspective and make this supposedly scary thing tiny in comparison. So for me, I think back to the time in 2017 where I thought I had killed myself. I literally thought I was dying. That was when I drank the plant medicine ayahuasca for the first time. If you've not heard about ayahuasca, it's a psychedelic plant medicine. It takes you on this deep spiritual journey, clears out all sorts of emotional, mental shit that's been going on in your life, and it is powerful, powerful stuff. I'm not going to get into it all today because it would be here talking about it forever, but long story short, what you're supposed to do is drink this stuff. It takes you on this mental inner journey brings up all the stuff that's blocking you from the past and then you physically spew, you physically purge and release all of these negative energies and it helps you overcome what's been blocking you in life. My second ayahuasca ceremony, I literally thought I had killed myself. Things got extremely, extremely dark on this psychedelic journey. I was in a cottage in Holland with these two facilitators that i had only met a few days earlier guiding me through this journey. But because I was in this deep psychedelic state, all of these fears and limiting self-beliefs, all of these negative thoughts all came to the surface. It became so overwhelming that my mind had got to a place where I thought I was actually dying. And then in that state, I must have shouted out for help. And then my facilitator came to the door and when he opened the door, I saw a look in his eyes which basically said to me, he's too far gone. There's nothing more we can do to help him. Now, that was just the, the, the state I was in and that psychedelic experience. That wasn't the, rea- the reality. But he then closed the door and when he closed the door, for me, that was like the door was closed to me and my life. The walls all started caving in. Everything became scary and terrifying. I felt as if I was locked in this bathroom and it was going to be the end of my existence. I thought there was no way back. I had drank too much. I'd gone too far. I had completely fucked it. And again, that was all of this deep, deep fear that had come up. And I came out of that experience like five or six hours later. And while it was the scariest time of my entire life, I look back on it now and I think if I can overcome that, the actual fear of death, thinking I was dying, then I can overcome anything. So that is what I've been bringing to mind lately when I'm worrying about all of this stuff that's really small in comparison, worrying about what other people think, worrying about being judged, worrying about putting myself out there, So remind yourself of the scariest thing you've already overcome. It might be losing your parent. We all all go through grief. It might be the, the scariest roller coaster you've ever been on. It might be something like being in a car accident and worrying whether or not you're going to survive it. What I've found that is if you remind yourself of that scariest stuff, then all of these blocks that we put up in front of us eventually do melt away. Right, on to number two, think about the deathbed scenario. So this is something I've come across in several books before. Have you heard that story about, I think it's an Australian nurse who was in a care home and she interviewed lots of people who were on their deathbed and she asked them this key question. What is your biggest regret in life? And for a lot of these people, the response was that they never lived a life that was true to them. They weren't as authentic as they should be and they never followed their passions or did what they really should have done. So for me and for you and for anyone else, when you think about that deathbed scenario, when you think about these fears that are holding you back, whether it's going for a job that you really want to go for, whether it's asking that girl out that you've fancied for years but you're worried that she'll reject you think about the deathbed scenario think about how you'll feel how you'll regret it years down the line if she marries someone else if you're stuck in that job 20 years later from now hating every single day of it that is powerful stuff in terms of overcoming your fear And then finally, this is a more of a practical, simple step to overcome fear, and that's to challenge yourself physically. For me, that's going to the gym on a regular basis. I've been lifting weights now for like 25 years. First started when I was 16 years old, and there are still days now when I'm in the gym where I'll try and avoid certain exercises. I'll tell myself, you don't need to do the bench press today. Just go on the machine instead or don't do the pull-ups, do the cable row instead. And the main reason for that is those are the easy options. The bench press is really hard. It takes some mental toughness to get yourself ready for it and get yourself fired up and overcome all the voices in your head because there's always a fear of failure when when you're doing these bench press reps as well. I say to myself things like, what if I don't hit the same amount of reps as I did last time? What if I'm not as strong as I was before? I'm going to feel like shit if I don't manage what I did in the previous workout. Same when I do pull-ups. What if I can't manage 10 pull-ups like I did last week? I've not been training as much as I have been recently. I might be weaker. All of this is just fear at a deeper level. But if we go into the gym and challenge ourselves physically and then just push through and really do the workout that's hard, do the exercises that you would normally avoid. It's going to build that mental toughness. It's going to be all these micro wins, overcoming the fear, overcoming all the anxiety, the worry, and then I suppose you're building up that resilience which can carry on into other areas of your life as well. Okay guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode now. I had no idea really where this was going to go. I only come up with this idea for the the fear-themed episode just a couple of days ago now when I reflected back on this podcast and how everything's been going over the past five or six months. And like I said, this is the end of the self-optimized podcast. I'm going to take a break of around one month and then I'm going to come back with a revamped podcast all to do with gut health and healing the gut naturally. It's going to be called For gut Sake, and instead of bringing out an episode every two weeks, it's time to face the fear, put myself out there a bit more, and I'm going to be bringing out an episode every single week. And I better get the finger out and put more content out on social media because I want to spread the word about the podcast. I want it to grow. I want it to expand. And I want it just to help some people who have been in the shitty digestive disorder nightmare that I was in like 10 years ago now. So thanks for tuning in, my friend. I hope you tune in once again in a month's time when we relaunch the podcast. And if you know of anyone who has been dealing with digestive disorder issues, then please point them in the direction of the podcast. Thanks for listening.